This podcast is part of the Tremula Network, adventure and outdoor podcasts off the beaten track. To find out more, head to tremula.network or find us on socials. Seize Your Adventure is part of the Tremula Network, adventure and outdoor podcasts off the beaten track. Hello adventurers, it is Fran Tarowskis here and you are listening to Seize Your Adventure. I don't know what I can do except for to apologise to you for the lack of love that I have been giving Seize Your Adventure over the past year. But today is a very special day. Today is Seize Your Adventure's three-year podcast birthday. It has been going for three years now, which is incredible. I feel like the birthday episode that I did for the second birthday was only a few months ago. And unfortunately, because of how busy I've been, there's not that much of an update in the stats compared to last year. I've done a few more episodes that have been great to go out and it's lovely to see all of you listening to those when they do. But obviously, I have abandoned you all ever so slightly. I haven't completely abandoned my epilepsy awareness work some of the work that I am doing on other podcasts, particularly my new one on the outside, it does involve me talking about epilepsy and adventure still. And even though it might not be on a podcast, I still talk about it with people in talks and all of this kind of thing as well. So the podcast itself has fallen victim to how busy my life has been over the past year It's kind of incredible that it's been this busy when we haven't been able to go out that much. We haven't been able to go on holiday and I haven't had that many exciting adventures over the past year, but I have been so busy with other podcasting work and I have Seize Your Adventure and all of you who have listened to Seize Your Adventure, a lot of you from the start to thank for that because Seize Your Adventure was my OG podcast. It was a little bit of a sandbox for me. I look back over the episodes that I've done since we started three years ago, and oh my goodness, have I learned so much over those three years. Now, the next couple of months are still going to be a bit hectic for me. It may well involve a house move, But I don't want to abandon this feed entirely. And I wanted to mark today to say that this is three years. And I'm going to do that by starting to share all of the Patreon content that I have been putting out for just over a year now. I started doing that around about last summer. And my patrons are the most amazing people. You help keep the feed going, you help pay for the website and you more than anyone else have put up with me abandoning this project at times. And I know that my patrons, they don't pay for the extra content. I know that you pay because you believe in the project. And so I am deciding to share the Patreon content with everyone. 
For the public feed over the next few weeks, you are going to be getting Patreon content. It will turn out about every two weeks you'll be getting something, but hopefully it's a little something exciting and a nice way to just celebrate this three-year anniversary. We are starting off with an episode that went out at the start of this year in January, and this is Outdoor Mindset Conversations. So you probably remember the episode I did with Outdoor Mindset where they took me over to Colorado. We did some high altitude hiking and I did some mountain biking there. Managed to meet the amazing folks at Outdoor Mindset, Kyle, Jake, Jeannie, Kaylin, and loads of other people involved in that project. I could only fit a small amount of the conversations I had with everyone into that episode. It was only half an hour and I spoke to people for ages. So this episode involves the extended version of some of those conversations and you get to hear a little bit more of the background. I really hope you enjoy this. Thank you all for listening and until next time, safe adventures everyone. Who wants to go first? What do we I know, it depends on what you do. Okay. I'm going to come up with this side so it's slightly better. Yeah. Recording. Um, I'm going to ask Caelan first because I can remember the questions I was going to ask you. Hello. So um, if I ask you a specific question, mm-hmm. if you can just repeat back the, the question a little bit with your answer so that I can like cut myself out if I need to. Sure. Um, so if I ask you, what does adventure mean to you? You can just be like adventure to me means, etc. cetera. Mm. Um, this is like in a cut. I have to think. <laughs> I have to think right now. It's okay. I'm not as good at the recording and the interviewing. You should hear how good I am at editing when you <laughs> yeah. when you hear the original versions with me just like messing up every now and then. <laughs> and everybody else is really good. Everyone I'm interviewing is always awesome and I'm there going, Bleh. We were speaking a little bit the other day about the fact that you had a couple of concussions because you used to do snowboarding. Would you mind telling a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I had three concussions um, that were pretty uh, major in my time pursuing competitive snowboarding. And the first one I had, I was snowboarding the half pipe and I was coming out of a transition into the air and then down and there was a chunk of the half pipe wall that was missing. (laughs) And um, the nose of my board went into that hole, which flung me face down into the bottom of the half pipe. So it kind of like catapulted me down Mm. quick and I blacked out there and then um, came to and had just a very strange experience, tried to stand up and couldn't. And then the events following that were just strange behavior. Like I slide slipped my way down to the bottom of the half pipe and then unstrapped 
but I don't have any re- like recollection of that part. And I apparently walked down and then I w- went inside of my locker, like <laughs> climbed inside of my locker and yeah, just had weird behavior and then started to be really affected by the light. So mm. I like crawled under a table and then went to the um, ski patrol and they called the ambulance and then mm. went to the hospital and I had just, just kept vomiting all over. And then thankfully my best friend's parents were my doctors <laughs> and her mom was my nurse as well. So they were able to kind of watch me over the night and take care of me. But uh, I was the first and then had a couple more after that, similar kind of behavior and weird things, but knew what to do by Mm -hmm. that point, but didn't really understand like the side effects of that. You know, I just thought your brain kind of got a, a jump and then you healed. I didn't really understand the long-term effects of it until probably like four years ago. And there was more research coming out with action sports specifically where they're doing more studies following that of like what they do with football. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people started getting more outspoken. Kevin Pierce being one of them with love your brain and, you know, Gretchen Blyler, who was, um, a friend of mine, she retired because she had had her third concussion as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just starting to understand that there is some long-term effects and um, helped make sense of just my my journey with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think having the knowledge of how those, you know, kind of traumatic moments can affect me long-term helped me understand a lot of like my own behavior Mm. walking through depression and not really understanding why. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's still a journey, but I feel excited knowing Mm. that it's a thing and that there's a lot of steps you can take now when you, when you kind of know what's going on, you know, neurofeedback is a one that I've looked at and studied a little bit and tried out and yeah there's so many more with nutrition and Mm. supplements and self-awareness um that really helped but yeah that was kind of my journey with concussions Mm. (laughs) and um you you mentioned one of your friends who ended up leaving the sport because of concussion but did it help you to have people around that not only had had concussions as well so you could speak to them but had other neurological conditions that have very similar symptoms in a way did that help to speak to people about that hello there my name is kathy kamleitner and i'm here to tell you about my podcast wild for scotland If you enjoy travelling, spending time outside, learning about nature or simply relaxing to a good story, check out Wild for Scotland and join me for inspiring journeys from the cobbled streets of Edinburgh to the sandy beaches of the Western Isles. 
We go on scenic road trips up and down the country, hop from island to island, immerse ourselves in Scottish history, culture and landscapes, and meet passionate locals who love sharing their own little corners of Scotland. Think of it like story time for adults that inspires you to head out and learn about the world around you. So join me on the Wild for Scotland podcast. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I mean, brain injuries were very common. Um, Some people would pass away from them when Mm -hmm. they, you know, hit hard enough. Sarah Mm -hmm. Burke being a professional skier um, when I was competing had hit her head in the half pipe and um, another was, you know, Kevin Pierce. And um, it was never that severe. So I don't, I don't think I related my experience to what they were, what they had experienced. Mm -hmm. Um, And by the time I retired was more of when people were kind of coming out with their experience of, you know, they were retiring because they had had these, concussion. So it does help now learning, learning that they are having that experience. Mm-hmm. And so I think, yeah, I'm, I'm just really grateful that it's becoming more well-known and that athletes are considering their brain health, mm-hmm. um, with more of a serious matter mm-hmm. and, um, learning, to protect themselves better and um, yeah, just taking it more seriously because it is a big deal and I'm just happy people are talking about it because it wasn't a thing that people were really talking about when I had experienced it. But um, yeah, I got a lot of help from the people who, who have come out in these past few years and talked about their experience for sure. Mm. And it's helped make sense. (laughs) of the past 10 years that I've experienced symptoms of that so Mm. yeah you still do snowboarding for fun don't you I'm so grateful that I can (laughs) yeah I love I love snowboarding I've had a love-hate relationship with it (laughs) a little bit um because you can really give it your all and can be kind of relentless on your body but I'm really grateful for all the things that I've put my body through that I still can. And I still love it. And I'm just grateful that I can get into the back country once in a while. So yeah, I don't snowboard even a fraction of what I used to do or at the capacity I used to do, but I think I enjoy just those small moments. I can go splitboarding. <laughs> yeah. And um, for this particular episode of I'm going to mix things up a bit and not ask about adventure, but, um, ask, yeah. uh, what does having an outdoor mindset mean to you? Hmm. I think so having an outdoor mindset, what it means to me is really, um, just being mindful of how I facilitate myself and the outdoors. And so knowing how it impacts me when I don't get outside and knowing how to 
prioritize it too. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like part of being just mindful of what I, how I am and how I'm impacted and um, just how it changes my well-being <laughs> when I've, when I haven't prioritized it as opposed to when I have. And so I think, yeah, mindfulness, it's kind of like funny to say outdoor mindset and mindfulness is kind of <laughs> obvious, but yeah, I think just being mindful of making sure that I get outside for my own mental health. Well being, yeah. Beautiful. You want me to repeat the question back when you ask it to me? Yes. Yes, I do. That's when I'll get my weird words out. Okay. I feel like there's so many things that we could go into, but it's late. So (laughs) we won't won't start big in-depth ones right now. And I think that you said some of it last night when I was sneakily recording. Oh, yeah. Jake, anyway. So, <laughs> wait, when was this? Uh, when just before the films. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, so there'll be a little bit of that in there. Oh, that's good. I suppose three three main questions. One will be the same. I won't necessarily use everything of this, by the way. So don't okay. don't feel offended if I cut anything out. But if there is something you really want to put in there, just let me know. When you started thinking about the idea of outdoor mindset. Why did you see a need for it? I said that in a very kind of abrupt questioning way, but obviously it's just a a prompting question. (laughs) Why did you feel there was a need for it? Tell me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I can tell you. So you're curious about my experience um, with a neurological diagnosis and then, you know, kind of, how that experience may or may not have led to the idea of outdoor mindset. And, you know, I, I can, I can target a couple of really specific scenarios and experiences that I had that brought it to mind for me. Um, And one of those specifically is, you know, when I had first learned that we had talked a little bit earlier before dinner about being diagnosed with this massive, name of like a brain tumor and words like epilepsy and multiple sclerosis and you know things like that are are getting tossed out left and right for me I went right to quality of life and I didn't necessarily go to span of life um, Mm -hmm. which I found really I guess it was interesting but it was more about you know I never thought I'd be in that experience so I could never forecast what um, I would think through in that situation, but, you know, I remember waking up in the middle of the night and <clears throat> it was probably two or 3 AM and it just really did kind of come to me that that was such a massive revelation that quality of life was so impactful for me, for me. And I found so much quality of life in being outdoors and adventuring through mountain biking or snowboarding or whatever that might be. And being with people and sharing those experiences. And so that, that was just a really big revelation for me. And it came at a time that I was also visiting a lot of doctors and I was seeing a lot of people in waiting rooms and I was sitting across from them and 
you know, the moment where, you know, there's a lot of people around you, but then you actually look at someone in the eyes or in their face and you realize, okay, that person has a story. Uh, they're not just this mass of people. There's every, the crowd is individual people. And so with this revelation of like quality of life was huge for me. I found it in being outdoors and being on adventures and being athletic. And that came in parallel with realizing that there were so many people in this world that were in the same situation as I was in at that moment. And they were getting faced with this massive diagnosis and had no idea it was out there. And so for me, I was just curious. I was curious, like what kind of impact could be made if we really focused on the concept of, you know, using nature in the outdoors and using community and connections with people to focus on quality of life for all of us that are affected by neurological challenges. And so that was a really big moment for me. Um, you've talked to Jake, you know, I woke up at, I was awake that whole night and at 8 a.m. I called Jake and I said, hey, I want to talk to you about something. And um, then it just turned into a group of folks with all of our individual stories coming together to create something that hopefully has had some positive impact on people and that people can really sit well with and that resonates with people. So that's the kind of the genesis of it. But, you know, the story is bigger than mine. Um, the story is a lot of people um, that are connected with OM right now or are going to be connected in the future, hopefully. So. <laughs> what do you think, Cuddy? What do you think? What was that? I don't know. You got started by something. Oh, was it a moose? Is it a moose? You obviously have supported someone with a neurological challenge for a, a long time now. How... Have you found that being part of Outdoor Mindset changes how you support him? Uh, as a supporter of someone with a neurological challenge, uh, Jake, <laughs> I feel like Outdoor Mindset uh, has filled two things. One, um, for me to see actually Jake connect with other people uh, with similar diagnoses, similar challenges, uh, and even for him when we first started Outdoor Mindset to connect with this kind of buddy and partner in Diane Van Deren, uh, someone who had been through everything that he was going to go through with surgery and who could tell him, you know, like it was, mm -hmm. um, who knew that experience. That was something that I like can't give him. Um, so for Outdoor Mindset to provide that for him, um, that makes me happy too. <laughs> and then I think for me as a supporter, it is nice to connect with other people who are in, you know, your similar shoes. It's fun to see uh, people and their partners come together to activities and for um, me to connect with other people as well, um, you know, whether it's over uh, challenges with memory or, <laughs> um, you know, medication changes or, you know, events, any of those things. It's nice to have some sort of commonality and then obviously do it in a fun environment like, you know, getting outdoors and hiking and climbing and and doing whatever, you know, floats your boat. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, I'm going to ask you two more questions. Okay. They're both very easy. Don't okay. worry. And you did that so fabulously. You're going to be, <laughs> you're going to be fine anyway. Um, one question, which I ask everyone, what does adventure mean to you? Oh, you said it was going to be an easy question. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah. Yeah. For me, Adventure is about trying new things and pushing my boundaries. And I like to do it with other people. I especially like to do it with my husband and and in the outdoors. <laughs> and that segues quite nicely into the second one, which is what does having an outdoor mindset mean to you? Hmm. So I think having an outdoor mindset means actually multiple things in the setting, at least of neurological challenge. I think one, it's about uh, having this mindset, one of opportunities uh, versus challenges and setbacks, um, looking at things that you can do versus things that you can't do. And then two, I think it is really about uh, utilizing the outdoors and and what it gives us. Um, you know, research shows that it contributes to emotional and mental health, uh, and I fully uh, subscribe to that. And so I think it's one of just, you know, like getting outdoors, um, you know, bathing in the forest, what whatever, you know, gets you out there. Uh, whether it's adventure or it's just, you know, listening to music in a park. I think to me that that is the, the outdoor mindset. That was perfect. My name is Jeannie and I'm an ambassador for outdoor mindset covering the greater Grand Rapids, Michigan area. And I was actually diagnosed with a neurological disorder at least seven years before I even discovered Outdoor Mindset, but I had been looking for some type of group or an agency that recognized and focused on the value of nature and getting outdoors, being active outside for individuals living with neurological disorders. I had on my own, I'd already experienced enormous benefits being immersed in nature, and I wanted to connect with other people that had the same desire to be active outdoors while also understanding the challenges that come with doing that while living with a neurological disorder. Thankfully, one of the partners of Outdoor Mindset called Outdoor Project included an article about Outdoor Mindset in one of their newsletters, and I became aware of them. And I was very excited, and I reached out to see immediately, you know, how could I get involved? So here I am now as an ambassador. So some of the things that I do as an ambassador are I organize, schedule, and of course, my favorite part, participate in activities with other outdoor mindset members. Uh, sometimes these activities are as simple as just a group meeting for coffee or an easy hike, which occasionally is as simple as a walk through a park. This past summer, we participated in a 5K color run through the city of Grand Rapids. 
So these activities are scheduled and announced through each outdoor mindset group online. Another part of what I do as an ambassador is help raise awareness of the outdoor mindset community. And I do this by reaching out to local outdoor companies, specialized medical treatment offices, uh, you know, the types of places that people coming through may be interested in the mission of outdoor mindset. The goal here is to get the information about the benefits of nature and the outdoors into the hands of the people actually living with the neurological disorders. We want everyone to have the highest quality of life that they are capable of having. Something that I think is important and just really shouldn't be overlooked is the online community that exists within Outdoor Mindset. It's great to connect with other people who have the same goals pertaining to being physically active, uh, particularly outdoors, and connecting with nature, even in a, a very peaceful, calm way, while understanding that there may be accommodations, you know, necessary to acquire those benefits based on the individual's health and their specific neurological disorder. But this, that is where we really do see the strength of our members and we can draw upon the strength for ourselves and we can also be examples for others. This podcast is part of the Tremula Network, adventure and outdoor podcasts off the beaten track. To find out more, head to tremula.network.